Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us tonight. So it's been a while since I've been on. I can't believe it seems like it's just yesterday that I was on. Um, we've done our conference, so that was such a major success. You know, um, I can't even say, you know, um, enough good things about it. We ended up with well over uh, 80 attendees. Um, you know, we planned it. It seems like we just started planning it, and it was already here. So um, we had two, uh, you know, amazing keynotes, both Friday and Saturday. And, um, you know, it seems like that everybody was so, I think, emotionally uh, hungry for it. And I know I was. I hadn't attended a conference in, I think, well over probably four years. So this was something I needed, both uh, emotionally, mentally, physically, I hadn't seen my friends, and um, I consider them, you know, colleagues also. So it really was something that I was ready for. And, um, you know, I think everybody else was also. So I think it's something that uh, we are ready to continue, and we really really just, you know, sat down, my board and I, and said, you know, let's, let's pull this together. So, you know, financially, I'm sure anyone who's who's done a conference, who's attended one, knows that it takes so much energy and time and money. So this is something we're definitely going to do again. So those of you who were uh, with us, you know, and, and helped out know that it takes a lot of work, uh, you know, the cleanup, the setup, um, the, the equipment, and um, everybody who helped uh, do it. Um, we want to thank you for for coming and taking time away with your your families and your your everyday things that you do. So um, yeah, we we had a great time, and I think all of us grew uh, in our, our adoptee and birth parent lives. And actually, my guest not only uh, you know is my guest this evening; she was a workshop uh, presenter, and um, you know did a great job, and I think everybody loved her workshop. I didn't get to end up getting to attend it. I had to attend to some other things, but um, I'm sure everybody loved her workshop. So, um, yeah, so we're great. We're glad to have her on tonight. So Lynn is an Illinois adoptee, stepmother, biological mother, uh, an adoptive parent. She's a contributing author to Lost Daughters and to various adoption anthologies, including the newly released It's Not About You, Understanding Adoptee Search, Reunion, and Open Adoption. Her proudest accomplishment is editing the Adoptee Survival Guide. Adoptees share their wisdom and tools. Lynn, I'm not sure you've done enough. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm glad to have you on tonight. Yeah, thanks, Pam. Great to be here. Well, I'm glad you're on. I know uh, I was glad to finally get to meet you at the conference and I don't know tell me your thoughts on the conference what do you think oh it was so great it was, I would call it life changing um I just it was just so amazing to be with our community and to meet so many people that I knew from social media in real life um just I don't know it's just such a bonding experience and educational and looking forward to next year to do it all again. Yeah, I think it really changes you when you get to see people. I mean, you feel like you know people, you know, um, you know, when you talk to them on the computer and you you mm-hmm. have this connection, but there's just nothing like it when you're actually get to be with them in person. That changes Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something so, that you can miss when you're just instant messaging. <laughs> It's yeah, just, yeah. I mean, you do. Yeah. I think you do get to know people. I mean, there's no lack yeah. of um, of opening up. I mean, there's no, you know, we all do. I think we're pretty honest and open with each other. But it's different when you can actually look someone in the eye and, you know, really say right. what you feel and and be right there with them. You know, absolutely. Um. You know, I know we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, our searches and, 
you know, our our ways of things, and we have some similarities. I don't know if you want to tell people a little bit about your story and, you know, kind of how yours has gone. Sure. Um, well, I reunited with my my maternal birth family in 2006. Um, I met my birth mother and my birth sister. I also have a birth brother, but he wasn't interested in meeting me. And um, since that time, I've been searching for my father, and I still am searching currently, hoping to find a get a close match in one of the DNA databases. So that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. Wow. Found yeah. one. Still have one to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, how do you feel with, you know, not, I mean, having the other side solved? I mean, it's kind of, to me, it was frustrating because that's how mine was. Mine were 25 years apart and it's, it's oh. wow. yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, you know, I thought they were solved and then 16 years in, you know, I found out I didn't know. So, you know, it's it's kind of like you're slapped in the face, like, you know, know what you thought you knew you didn't know, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. frustrating. It's, um, it's painful. Um, I try to put it out of my mind, but not having that missing piece is very, to me, it's very painful. Um, right. It, it's, it's frustrating, definitely, because there are people who are alive and know my story, but they won't share it. Right. So that's the frustrating part for me. Um, you know, I'm 51. I figure this 50-year-old secret can't be that big of a deal, you know. Most right. everybody's going to be dead here soon. So right. I'm feeling a sense of urgency to get this solved. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, people are dying. I mean, mm-hmm. and by the time I found my birth father, he had been deceased. By the time I, I knew the secret... 16 years in, he was still alive. But by the time I found him, he was, yeah, and you're like, darn it. And I only had a six-month window that he was alive and then he was gone. So, you know, and that, you know, I hope that's not that way for you, but, you know, it's so hard. Uh, And I mean, I'm prepared for that possibility. I'm prepared uh, for that possibility. uh, That's that's not what I hope for you, And, and... that's well, just thank so you. not fair for us. We live on this like no. balance beam of, you know, who knows what, how long are they going to be alive, and mm-hmm. what are they going to tell us or not tell us. Right. You know, um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, and, you know, do you have siblings and, you know, you know, <laughs> like what's out there for you to find right. out? I have so many questions. And one of the things that, I'm really eager to learn more about is my Latina background, which I wasn't aware of until I took a DNA test four years ago. Right. So I have this missing cultural and ethnic piece that I'm just dying to learn more about. Um, and what's the percentage of it? Do you know what, what's the... I'm 30% Native American and a 16% Iberian Peninsula, which points to me, my father being a Latino. So I am I am twenty twenty four percent Iberian Peninsula. Mhm. So at what percentage are you? Um, it just depends. It can be fourteen to sixteen percent, but then I also yeah. have that thirty percent Native American. Wow. So a so lot I've of the got, Latinas have both. Yeah, that's weird. So I have some of that too. That's what I wondered. So I don't know what side mine comes from with that. So we can chat about mm-hmm. that like some other. But yeah, that that made me wonder. I don't know where that comes from within my family, but it's that mine's yeah. a pretty high percentage. Yeah, yeah. But and that um, can cover Italy. That can cover Portugal. It can cover Spain. Yep. So yep. there's it could yeah, be any big, of those. Well, and I think it's such a mm-hmm. high percentage. I mean, it's like almost twenty four, twenty five percent or something. I'm like, that's a lot. I mean, yeah, that is. I mean, for us before DNA came around and before we had that, all of us were sitting in a way different place, you know? Absolutely. We, yeah, we didn't have the ability to have solved our own, um, you know, family, our own, you know, space before this. I mean, you and I would be sitting still in a place of not knowing. That's right. 
yeah, I mean, we wouldn't know yeah. this. I mean, you wouldn't even be in the place of being able to solve this, and I wouldn't know. I definitely wouldn't know. I mean, that's no, for sure. No, I mean, I have, some non, I have some non-identifying information, but I'm not convinced that it's true because right. it conflicts with family stories. So I'll right. be interested to see how much of my non-ID from the agency turns out to be true. Right. But yeah, and mine was totally bogus. Mine was completely made up. So yeah, you. I mean, you and I would just be still spinning our wheels with nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't think. Yeah, I don't know who <laughs> who got the DNA rolling, but I'm pretty thankful <laughs> for it. So. But thank you, whoever you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> DNA doesn't lie. No. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. There's going to be a lot less lying going on because. <laughs> so, I wanted you to talk about a little bit about the, you know, the adoptee survival guide, and I mean, you've put together mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. I mean, besides that, but, you know, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, when you guys put this together, and, you know, sure, what you guys um, were, that was what we were trying to accomplish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, so, what you were thinking. You guys put together. Well, I, there's a website if if anybody, any of the listeners want to go to it. It's the theadoptiesurvivalguide.com, and you can like see um, all the contributors. All of their pictures are there, and their bios. And our goal as a group, there's 30 of us, was to have a, a book for. Anybody that needed support but didn't have other ways of finding it. So a lot of us grew up without knowing other adoptees. Uh, Many of us have never been to a live support group. But sometimes if you want support, you'll purchase a book. So that was kind of the thinking. Um, And it just so happened that it came out the same month that Ohio's birth certificates opened. I didn't really plan it that way, but it ended up being that timing. And it was perfect because, you know, there was a whole group of people in Ohio that were like, okay, I have my birth certificate. Now what? What do I do? Right. Right. So this book helps answer that. Um, It gives you an inside look as to what other people have gone through in their reunions. And each each writer gives some advice. Um, That's why it's called the survival guide because each writer gives their own personal tips to the reader on how – they can handle whatever topic they're talking about. So there's parts That's of nice. the book. Yeah, I see, about, you know, Gabe yeah. put something in and Jeff Hancock yeah. and mm-hmm. Karen Caffrey, which I know, yeah, there's a lot of people right. that are contributors to this. It's pretty cool, yeah. So it's yeah. split up into four sections. Um, so there's, let me get my copy here. Yeah, and Lisa Floyd so and Paige Flynn, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people in here. Right. So the part one is surviving our adoptedness, and we talk about how, you know, it felt to be adopted and different experiences, such as how we feel on our birthdays, et cetera. Right. And then right. the next chapter is about surviving adoptive family relationships, and that goes into different topics, such as um, not knowing you're adopted until middle age, et cetera. Right. And then there's the search and reunion section. And then there's the surviving rejection part of the book. And we have survival tools, which includes DNA and genealogy and all the things that people do to get through this turmoil. Right, right. I don't know what, any other word to call it. And Well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But we're um, better for it, right? Yeah, I mean... You know, I know you and I have talked about, like, you know, your reunion with, you know, your mom and, and things. And, you know, I, I feel like that, especially with my mom, and, and we've talked a little bit about this, I never felt very settled with my mom. And I, I know not everybody wants to always hear about my reunion, but I don't know if, I mean, I always wanted it to be better, and I know, you know, like I said, you and I have talked about, you know, our reunions with our mom. Mm-hmm. It just 
never quite, and the same even with my, you know, my adoptive mom. There's always this, maybe it's a mother and daughter thing too, but there's always this, um, like things have always, were always on maybe like a teeter-totter, you know, things, mm-hmm. things were never quite balanced. They were always like, you know, going back and forth, you know, it was, it was definitely like a balancing act of some kind. And Absolutely. There, it was always just about ready to tip at any point, and sometimes it did tip, and not in the good way, mm-hmm. you know. Uh-huh. And no, you know, did you do you feel like you had a, some of that going on? I did. I mean, I had really unrealistic expectations when I went into reunion. I didn't have any support, so that's why I always tell right. people make sure you have support before you go into reunion, because I did it the dumb way. Mm-hmm. went full steam ahead, you know, like, oh, I can handle this. So mm-hmm. then, you know, when my expectations were not met, which really is inevitable because we have all these fantasies growing up of who our mothers are, we put expectations on how they would be. Like, I expected my mother to tell me who my father was. and When that didn't come to pass, I couldn't handle it. Right. I couldn't I couldn't digest this reality. Because in my right. mind, she would just tell me, you know, she would just tell me his name. Right. So. And what did she do? Like, how did she react? What did she say when, like, when you would say, said, you know. She said yeah. to me, um, um, I just flat out said, I have a very important question to ask you. Um, could you tell me who my father is, please? And she said, I wish I could help you, but I don't know. And so I was just, and did you believe her? Blow. No, I instantly didn't believe her. I really yeah. didn't. But I didn't tell her that. I didn't say liar. Right. I didn't, yeah. I, right. in my, in, I was in my head. I was thinking, no, this can't be true. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mm-hmm. know her. This was, the, this was the first 24 hours I ever spent with her, the first time I ever met her. I did ask her. And as our reunion progressed, the story changed a couple times. And I quickly started putting it together, and I just figured she knows who he is, but she doesn't want me to know who she is, or he is, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what doomed our reunion, because I couldn't accept that. I couldn't accept that she wouldn't tell me. And I think that's exactly the way mine is. And, you know, it's really? advice I've given. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what do- – wow. I mean, we stayed – in in reunion until she died in 2012 we stayed Mm -hmm. because i had two younger sisters and um i was not willing to forego being their sibling um right had had they not been there that it would have ended i i i know fully that relationship would have been gone instantaneously right I couldn't have, I couldn't have taken that. And it's funny as um time progressed, you know, um and as I've helped not sounding like I'm some, you know, m- you know, magic person, but as as I, as other people <laughs> have come to me, you know, to help them with searches, I've watched how they've gone through reunions and now my advice is if if your you know, birth mother, your first mother comes to you and you go into reunion. If that birth father is not revealed within that first 24 hours or that first phone call or that first meeting, he's not revealed. Wow. That, yeah. She does I not reveal that. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Cause look at you and I, I and it's, the, it's you, the first two examples <laughs> and that's what happens. Yeah. I should have talked to you before I drug that out. (laughs) Right? Well, who knew, right? Like, I mean, we're the perfect example. So if if she does not tell you who he is, then he's not Mm -hmm. revealed. And within, like, I mean, maybe on the phone if it's not given, that's okay. You know, then you meet in person within the few, you know, within a week or so. Right. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. but it has to be within a certain time frame. You know, right, um, right. she may not shout it on the phone or whatever, but most mothers, when they speak to their, their, you know, child for the first time, 
they will say they will say who it is, or they will, you mm-hmm. know, say when we yeah. sit down and we'll talk about it. You know, I'll tell you who it is. But if that's not done within that first, you know, time span, it doesn't happen. They either I don't agree. know yeah. or won't tell. You know, and that is that is what I've seen, and it that's that's how it's been. Now I'm sure there are exceptions to the case, and I'm sure I'm not, you know, some ultimate expert, but. I guess I am kind of because I've been in this for almost 28 years doing this, and right. mm-hmm. that's been the case every single time. So well, I don't know what that is, whether it is that they don't know or they can't tell or they don't remember, you know, because time does pass. Mm-hmm. And but Absolutely. yeah, so that's that's kind of what I've seen has gone gone around the the path or whatever. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's um, interesting to learn. Um, I know quite a few people in my situation, but not nearly as much as you to come to that conclusion that if it's not revealed in a certain amount of time, then it probably won't be. That did, yeah. I didn't put that together until we talked tonight, and that's quite interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. And, you know, how many of us are in the situation that we don't know our birth fathers? I mean, there was a whole slew of us. So many. Of, mm-hmm. You know, that part that are now solved through DNA. Mhm. Um my hope. Yeah, I think it will happen. I mean, I do. I mean, you, I mean, if you you're persistent enough, I know it will. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to give persistent. up. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to give up, I don't think. So, oh no. No, nope, yeah. I have to be dead first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like when I mean, if you're going to give advice to someone to go through a search, I mean, what what's your biggest piece of advice to someone who is, like, starting a search right now? Well, my first advice is make sure you have support, if that, whether that be your spouse, a friend, a support group, online, in-person, therapy, whatever you find to be the best source of support for yourself. Right. Um, and I would also tell someone, write down your expectations and and ask yourself, are these realistic? You know, am I going to be devastated if X, Y, Z doesn't happen? Because, you know, I I didn't do any of that before I had my reunion, so it's easy to sit on the other side and say, well, you know, you should, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. But, right. But, Really, that's I've talked to many adoptees where they say, you know, it was their expectations that killed the reunion, if the reunion even happened. You know, on either side, on either side, you know, my mom didn't really want to be super involved in my life. Um, She kept me at bay. Mm -hmm. So um, I never felt like we could get past that superficial part of the relationship to really get to know each other. So I don't know. If I would have told myself, okay, I'll give it a year. If I can't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'd say. I would just say get support, a number one rule, (laughs) get support. Right. I think reading too. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many books. There's so much um, knowledge in all these Mm -hmm. books, like like yours, like, you know, Betty Jean Lifton. I mean, there's so much out there to read. And I've said to people, while you're waiting for this to happen, read read some books, and they don't do it. And if they had done it, would have, no, they don't. They will not do no. it. I'm thinking there's all this knowledge, and I don't think. I mean, maybe it was there 27 years ago, but if it was, it was really limited, and I didn't have it, mm-hmm. and um, I could right. have used it. And yeah. I would have loved to have had something that I would have drank up that stuff, you know. And that's kind of one of the um, book projects that I worked on. It's called Dear Wonderful You: Letters to adopted and fostered youth and that's really geared toward teens right and all of us who worked on that project said man if I had a book like this my life would have Mm -hmm. been changed you know if I had gone to the library and picked up this book this my whole life would have been different oh yeah I mean it's just it's that powerful to be validated by somebody else who's gone through this before you yeah when we're when we're off here I'll tell you my my next project (laughs) My next project is, I mean, it's so needed, but um, it's kind of in the works, but 
there's so much needed. I mean, there's a million more books that could be, you know, made, read, done because absolutely, yeah. You can't have too many books. I mean, no. Everybody's different, no. you know. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got late discovery adoptees. We've got, you know, I mean, from the female aspect, from the male aspect, you know, you know, older adoptees yeah. who, you know. I mean, I was like yeah, 22 no. when I came off, so, right. you know, I mean, you know, there was no one else really even, changed. yeah, I mean, when when uh-huh. I searched, no one was even doing that. No one was even really, mm-hmm. reunions were not even talked about. Barely, you know, right. like on Oprah, that was the first, you know, talkings of search and reunion, and she'd had a guy named Joe, somebody was like a private eye uh-huh. and he was telling people how they could go to the license bureau and they could do this and they could do that and Alma was mentioned and you know it was kind of that start of the, the thing and that's what made me start searching and um, yeah it was kind of crazy that was and people were like you should go on Oprah <laughs> when I found my mom I was like <laughs> Oprah's just going to have me right on <laughs> but you know um but, yeah, I mean, do you have siblings from your mom? I do. I have a sister um, who looks nothing like me. She's, like, everything opposite of me. <laughs> and then I have a brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're half. And are they, are they interested in anything? Well, I met my sister at the same time I met my mother. And it was a similar dynamic of I kind of want to know you, but I kind of don't. It was like this big push-pull thing. And yeah. she lived right down the street from my birth mother, so they were kind of like two peas in a pod. And then my brother was in another city, and he really didn't didn't care anything about meeting me. So wow. um, I met my sister several times. She she was nice to me. Um, mm-hmm. It was good to talk to her, but we really had nothing in common. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was kind of disappointing. But, wow. You know, it's it still that it, way it now. It is what it is. <laughs> What? Yeah. No, I don't have a relationship with anyone in my maternal birth family anymore. And no. did, was her mother was... still alive? Yeah, she's alive. Hmm. That's so weird. I, I, I mean, I can't imagine. Like, I think that's so odd. I mean, even though I wasn't really, like, emotionally close to my mom, I still felt like I was still part of that, you know, arena of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my... I just never did. Like, I just yeah, yeah. I just didn't. I didn't feel that. I felt. I mean, they were nice to me. Um, my adoptive mom and my birth mom met each other, and it mm-hmm. went pretty well. Um, but it, it just. I don't know. It was just too hard. It was too hard on me. I just. I again, I didn't have the right support. Um, I was not handling it well, and I just needed to check out. I had to, at mm-hmm. some point, just walk away. Yeah. So, and that's what I did. That's what I did. There was no big blow up. There was no goodbye forever. It was just faded, fade into the sunset. Do you think you could try it again? <laughs> I, I, I'm I, still not over the whole birth father thing. I Maybe guess I hold you... grudges. No. <laughs> yeah. I just, Maybe after you find him, though. I can't. <laughs> Maybe yeah. once I know who he is, maybe I can. That's work what I mean. Maybe after enough. you find him and you've gotten that, yeah. you know, resolved, yeah. you can go. Um, yeah. Guess what? You know, because see, I hate now right. that I know, I know who my birth father mm-hmm. is and my mom's deceased. So you can't talk you know? about it. Yeah. Right. I kind of want to go to her and go. I know. <laughs> you know. Right. I yeah, know who I he is. That secret thought. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to. I want to. I want to. I know who he is, and this is who exactly. he is. So, you know, not in a mean way, but maybe yeah. she didn't know who he was. Maybe she really didn't know, and yeah, um, maybe she could finally, um, you know, come to peace with what it was. You know, not in a mean in a mean sense at all. That. That we could have thrown this thing like the baby out with the bathwater and be like, literally. I mean, that sounds awful, but right. it's it's like finally clearing the, the air. Like this is finally over with now, and whatever the 
whatever the struggle was with her could have been cleared because with her, when I met her, what she wanted to do was she didn't want to talk about it anymore. She had me and she had me back and she wanted to clear it and make it, it was fine now, right? No talking about it. Yeah. Wow. She did not want to talk about it. She wrote me one letter and she talked about, um, you know, holding me in her arms and um, that I held her finger um, on the way back. See, the agency that I was born at, they let the mothers take the babies back to the agency because there was a a nursery at the Mm -hmm. maternity home. And so the hospital just thought that they really didn't know that I was being relinquished. And so anyway, but, you know, she just had that one letter and that was it. So I think she just wanted everything to be, that was the one thing. And, okay, well, now let's go on with our lives. She never yeah. wanted to discuss anything from then on. And I wanted to talk about right. it. Yeah, for sure. And I wanted to hear the story and I wanted to hear, you know, about the pregnancy. And, you know, she did tell me that she had morning sickness with me and mm-hmm. um, she had it with my um, younger sister, but she didn't have it with my middle I mean, she did say some things, but not enough. You know, I wanted to hear it all, you know. Yeah, me um, too. Every last detail. Want, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? I said every last detail. <laughs> right, exactly. Tell us everything, you know. Yeah. But, um. They don't want to tell us that, I guess. Or some don't, I think. Some do. Like my brother's birth mom, she would have told you everything. Mm-hmm. She would have told you if she oh. had gas. I mean, you know. <laughs> 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 but but my mom didn't want to say anything, you know. And we want yeah, to know those details. It means it all to us. Again. Right, yeah. the expectations. It's back to that again. And one right, of mine it is. was that my mother, yeah, my mother, I expected that my mother would want to come to Ohio and see where I grew up. She'd want to know all about my life, and she never even asked. So I was very right. devastated. I was devastated right. that she didn't care about how I grew up. Right. And see I your baby picture. I couldn't verbalize it. Right. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't even come to Ohio. She was fine if I went to her state or met her somewhere neutral, but she would not come here. I invited her over and over, and I, I couldn't figure it out. Why does she not want to come here to see where I grew up? That's odd. So Odd. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard, but I finally had to just accept it, you know. She I mean, why clearly didn't, doesn't why, want to come here. Yeah, why did she not want to see where you grew up, where you went to high school, where your, where your family, meet your friends, meet your, you know, your dog. I mean, you know, I mean, by then, no. Right. But, you know, I live 10 minutes from the house I grew up in where I lived my entire life. And, you know, we could drive by there. I could drive by my schools. Um, she could meet my, my husband. She's never even met my husband. So I had, like, ideas of how this would go and clearly didn't meet the yeah. expectations. So yeah, I maybe you're right. Maybe there do. is some to the expectation list. Maybe we, maybe that is something that we need to, you know, somewhere in our in our. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something like that we need to write down that we have an expectation list that doesn't get mm-hmm. fulfilled. You know, yeah. and that I think that's, that's what images us. There's a book yeah. um, by Deanna Shreds that she talks about that in her book, Restoration. Um, she has oh, a similar yeah. story as us, um, and her mom died with the secret of her father. And she talks a lot about expectations in her book. And it really yeah. validated and helped me to deal with my own situation because we've kind of walked the journey in a parallel way, but the us have kind of gone through the similar things at the same time. So that, that's right. a helpful book. Restored yeah. by Deanna Shrugs. Yeah. Well, that's, that. I mean, that sounds like, you know, exactly what we're feeling. I mean, you know, I mean, in any relationship, period, you know, husband, mm-hmm. wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, friends, there's always expectations. And when someone mm-hmm. doesn't live up to that, that's when the damage happens. I mean, that's yes. and if you don't talk it about goes. it, if you can't talk about it, then where do you go from there? Right. And I never felt comfortable talking to my birth mom other than on a surface level because that's where I detected she was comfortable. Mm-hmm. She was not comfortable getting below the surface. Yep. Yep, exactly. 
exactly. At one point, my birth mother asked me if I wanted to adopt. She was going over to um, Haiti, and they were helping with, um, you know, the, you know, refugees and helping with the orphans. She actually pulled Mm -hmm. me aside and asked me if I thought about adopting. And I looked at her. Wow. I think I went cross-eyed at her, like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Are are you kidding me? Like, I I thought I could just backflip over the back of the couch, like, like I just I don't I didn't even really know what to say to her, like you know I yeah. like I'm right now because I don't even know what mm-hmm. to say, you know, yeah. I mean, adoption is going to exist, you know, and there are reasons for adoption to exist because there are mm-hmm. children that cannot exist in the homes they exist in, but there mm-hmm. are reasons not pay $40,000 for a, a, an infant, you know. Right. Um, but right. Um, when she asked me, I, I thought, call that are you legal me? child trafficking. Yes, exactly. I call, the, I call that legal child trafficking. Exactly. And But when she said that to me, I, I know the look on my face probably was like, what? <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I just turned around and walked out of the room, and she probably thought, huh? You know, I yeah. just don't, you know, yeah, I I can't even I I don't even know how to put it into words at this moment. But, you know, um yeah, I mean still, you know, and there's there's things like this that, you know, when she passed away, you know, in the obituary, you know, I was her daughter, um to, you know, at the funeral, I was her daughter in the will, not her daughter. Well, I was her biological daughter, but I was not her okay. daughter enough to be left anything in the will. Ta-da. Oh, wait. I've been your daughter for 24 years, but <laughs> I'm not your daughter. No wow. So people, anyone who's listening to this, that if you are in reunion and you are in reunion for a long time, if there are expectations of you being left in the will, you need to think about this because you may not be in the will. Not that you want to be in the will for money. This has nothing yeah, to do with it. And all of us know that. I don't expect We're that. not in the will for <laughs> I don't money. expect that. Yeah. Right, but but here's the thing, we don't expect it because we expect it for money. Now, who doesn't love money? Right. Hello, that's not the point though. Um, right. I loved my mother to be in the will to be loved by her and to be remembered by her, not to be mm-hmm. not to be there for money. That is absolutely asinine. That's not even a reason. But to find right. out via text of my middle sister that I wasn't in the will, uh, that's not the best way to find out. You Absolutely know? not. Um, and that's three years after my mom passed away. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think the thing is we just, we don't know that these things, we don't even think of these things because, again, it doesn't matter to us that we're in the will or not in the will. You know, mm-hmm. we we don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, I mean, I you didn't care it. if you were in her will or not in her will. That's that's not even a point for us, you know. Right. Well, she's still alive, so it never even really crossed my mind until you mentioned it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't plan yeah. on my mom getting breast cancer and dying at at you know whatever sixty five, you know. So, right. um, she wrote her will in the worst conditions. So I'm not sure why she was even writing her will at that point, but. You know, um, things like that, you know, uh, we adoptees don't think of that. You know, right. when she relinquishes me, she has no tie to me. But, you know, that doesn't mean she can't leave me in her will. And, you know, it's just the things we don't think about those things, though. And, you know, we're not prepared for those those events. We're not prepared for funerals. We're not prepared for are we going to be in the obituary? Are we going to be named? Are we going to be named as a daughter or a son or a monkey? I don't know what we're going to be named as, you know. And for um, some people, they're kept secret. That's another thing are people that right. people may not be prepared for, that you're a secret to a big portion yep. of your family. Yep. And that there's no intention of outing the secret, you know. A lot nope. of people want to die with that secret, especially exactly. if they have their spouse. Yep. Yep. So are you going to go stand at the funeral home and what are you going to do, stand in the back corner and, you know, what are you going to be, the secret <laughs> the whole time, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's right. there's so much to this and it's so complicated. Mm-hmm. And, it's so complicated. You know, and we're carrying it 
all the way to the very end, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. you know, we're, we're carrying it, you know? Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just so difficult for us. I mean, we, we, we carry the burden as soon as we can carry it. We do, you know, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's just been our, but that's what's been our, our other burden choice? all the way through. What's our other, you know, choice? and I, I and mean, I hate I that for us. Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, I look at it like, um, well, my other choice is to not search, to not find out about who I am, to not know where I came from. And that to me was worse, far worse than anything I've dealt with in reunion, you know. I know. Well, and then there's the sibling relationship, which that's another thing to deal with. I don't know. You know, I know you haven't had to deal with that much. That's something else that, you know, as adoptees we deal with too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I... That's not fun. I mean, I mean it is fun, and then it's and it's not fun too. Sometimes, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I hope you find siblings on your dad's side. That would be that you can, you know, relate with. That would be great. I would love that. I would like to meet some people that are like me. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. um, what are what are some of the other books that and things that you've done? The other projects in your um. Let me see. Besides the Dear Wonderful You that I mentioned, um, there is a couple other books in the Anya Project, um, which is Diane Christian and Mimi Ellerman. They're the ones that put that project together. I'm looking at my shelf here. Um, let's see. Lost Daughters. I mean, how, well, tell me about yeah, the Lost, Lost Daughters. Yeah, Lost Daughters is an bit. online um, project of all adopted women so that's where I started writing and then a few of us at Lost Daughters started our own project so one example of that is Laura Dennis she did um, adoption reunion in the social media age so she Uh asked me to contribute about search and reunion so I contributed to that book and then the others I mentioned for Anya project are the perpetual child and flip the script those are all Anya project books so if you go to my blog, you can see all the books I've contributed to. They're right on the side of my blog. If you okay. just Google Lynn Grubb Adoption, you can pull up all okay. the different books I've contributed to. Yeah, which you've done a lot. I mean, I've barely done my kid's book. <laughs> well, it's but not I mean, a competition, Pam. No, I don't add. No, but I'm proud of you. That's a lot. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a lot to do that. I mean, you know, to... It, no, it is. I mean, I'm, I mean that nicely. I mean, it's really, it's a lot to contribute to most of that. I mean, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to be able to, you know, put into that. I mean, it really is, uh, um, it takes a lot of time and energy to, you know, put all that, you know, into into a place because, I mean, I can barely keep up with what I'm doing. <laughs> but, yeah, and um, it's, um, Sometimes it gets monotonous. Like, sometimes I don't feel like writing about adoption, and that's why I've taken a break well, from my blog for a while. You know, there's only yeah, so much you can say. Keep up, too. <laughs> yeah. No, a blog's hard to keep up because, you it know, is, it's hard to it keep fresh and, and, and contribute to it and, you know, mm-hmm. um, along with, you know, with the books. And, you know, it, it is, it's a lot to do. And then keep up with your own DNA stuff. I mean, that's really yeah. a lot. Um, well, one of the things yeah, that I'm really so. active and involved in is the support group here in Ohio. Becky Drennan and I have been doing it for three years. Three, yeah. It'll be three years next month. So that's been really fun for us. We do that once a month. Two hours dedicated to adoption talk. Right. Um, sometimes we get new people, and, and we really, really enjoy it. And So that's been really fun for me, and it's a really great way to have support and hear from people I think on the those other side are of hard. adoption. With with the internet, you know what I mean. Those are so hard to keep. Um, you've got to have a condensed area where everybody can come to because, you know, here in yeah. Indiana, are so spread out that you know, like they're in Indy or they're they're farther north, but there's not enough in. Well, now I think we've got one up north started, but there's mm-hmm. just not one right here, and I really want to start one so bad, but they're just they're just not right here and 
when people can do it online, I think they're they're doing it there versus, you know. Right. Um, well, it's more convenient. It's more convenient. To it is. Your computer. Uh, and people work For so sure. many hours, and you know, mm-hmm. there's just a lot going on. You know. Um, well, ours is at a public library, and it's sen- somewhat centrally located. For me, it's like five minutes from my house, but for Becky, it's 45 minutes away. So she has wow. to travel more than I do. But yeah. we get, sometimes we get people from Cincinnati, um, North Dayton. So we get we get a pretty decent group. It's never really large, but we're always getting somebody who's seeking information and I think in Indiana, Pam, when the birth certificates are open, you're going to find more people wanting support. Yeah. There'll be more people available for support. I do, too. I think that's really going to open it up. You know, we don't have a mm-hmm. window to, um, you know, to do it at. Um, so ours is going to be a little different. We're going to – I don't know how quite we're going to do it. We'll we'll figure out something. We've, we've got a um, – We've got a historical society, and we've got um, a state library. So, you know, we, we'll probably do something, you know, there. Um, mm-hmm. So, hopefully, you know, hopefully we've got some Indiana people listening. Um, but we'll do yeah. something, you know, to that effect and have um, – and the other bad thing is it falls on a on a, um, a holiday weekend, July 1st. So it's like July 4th mm-hmm. or right around that. So, you know, we're going to figure out – something but we'll and you know of course they won't actually get it that weekend because they'll have to apply for it there's no mm-hmm. you know have to fill out stuff and then kind of drop it off and then you know do a waiting time um but listen they can wait you know a few weeks of waiting yeah. we, we've waited this and that's long. where the online yeah that's where the online support groups come in for ohio i'm part of one for adoption network cleveland and everybody, like, took pictures of themselves dropping off their application. And right. they like, took pictures of themselves getting their envelope. And they took right. videos of themselves opening their birth certificate. So it's super fun to do all of that together. I didn't have that opportunity, yeah. but I love watching everybody else do it. Right, right. I think it'll work out. I think we'll I think we'll get something going. And, you oh, know, yeah, some, you will. Something will turn up and we'll get – you know, like there's a couple of us, like you know myself, that um, you know already have theirs that we could um, do sort of a a mock, you know, opening, and mm-hmm. um, you know we can do something like that, and and it'll be nice, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and and we can get people to you know come down and and you know do some ce- you know celebrating and. It'll be fun, I think. You know, we'll we'll yeah. do something and and um, definitely have a little... make an event. Yeah, an for event. sure. And and I think it'll be good. I I don't think mm-hmm. we'll have any lack of that. And there's again, there's quite a few people that, um, you know, have unfortunately have lost their birth parents uh, too soon, and mm-hmm, um, yeah. we can we can um, you know use them to kind of be the 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 I guess the examples you know to kind of take some pictures with and I think I think it'll be good and yeah. you know we we can have a little celebration <laughs> there's no reason Absolutely. to not have a have a celebration anyway and hopefully the press can come down and hopefully that'll help spread the word too that well you know, that's what I was will, gonna say. Uh, yeah. Ohio had so much coverage, and uh-huh. you'll get a lot and national coverage too. Yeah, so I think you'll get well, it. You'll get it too. Yeah, and there's a lot of good things going on, um, you know, around um, that I'm going to be part of soon, which I can hopefully announce soon. There's some good things happening around um, that I'm going to be part of with um, Donaldson. So there's some there's some oh, exciting. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I know. So um, they've kind of already kind of announced. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll tell you when we get off here. No, but it's kind of they've kind of already announced that there's a little a little committee that's going to do some things. So um, yeah, it'll be there's some really good things with you know birth certificates, and we're going to work really hard. And um, you know, Indiana's you know open soon, so. You know, that's just one more state that's in the positive. So hopefully we get that's to right. spread the word and, you know, 
Gosh, we're yeah. we're fortunate, that's for sure. So Yeah, well, and I I'm good. Hoping that other states will follow suit quickly. Yeah, I know. I mean, listen, I mean there's so many states that need to take heed of this. I mean, Texas has, you know, been through the ringer. I don't know where it stands at this point. I mean, I think they they had a week. I've I think it's, it's yeah, done. I mean I heard it was done. Not, yeah, it's not done, good. I think. No, no. Yeah. that Senator Killed. Campbell ruined them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she she is a real piece of work. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's we can say, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a real piece of work. That's we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being on tonight. And I know, like, I know oh, you mentioned great. your blog and stuff. So, do you want to tell everybody like where they can get um, like the Adoptee Survival Guide and tell them your blog mm-hmm. again? Sure. My blog is called No Apologies for Being Me at blogspot.com, but it's that's hard to remember. So I you know. Can just Google Lynn Grubb. You Google my name, Lynn Grubb, and adoption, you'll pull up my blog as the top result. And then the Adoptee Survival Guide is just the adopteesurvivalguide.com, and there's a link where you can purchase the book through that website, or you can go to my blog and purchase the book. Well, that's good. Um, that's that's easy enough. Yeah. I'm sure people will find right. you. You're everywhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Great though, and thanks Thank again you, for guess. doing the workshop. That was it was good. I, I you know uh, I know I everybody loved it, it but it. Um, Aww, yeah, and everybody. Yeah. So go to go to her blog, and you can get the book too. And um, remember, we're going to do the conference again next year, everybody. So it'll it should be, we think it'll be the 20th and 21st. I think um, we'll let you know the dates for sure. We've got plenty of time. And, is that April, um, Pam? Is that yep, April? April 20th and okay. 21st of 2018. Um, and then um, we'll also do something in July. Um, and don't forget to go to our website, which is indianaadopteenetwork.org. So that's easy. And you can get this uh, podcast there, too, so it's easy to just click on it. Um, which you can go to blogtalkradio.com backslash Indian Adoptee Network News also. So it's just easier to go to our um, website. That's just the easiest. Um, And we're on Twitter, which is um, INADNet on Twitter. And, of course, we have Facebook. You guys know that, which is Indiana Adoptee Network, which, again, how can you forget that? So you've got all these names swirling around which you can just listen to this podcast over and over and over, and you can get it that way. So you can find us everywhere, you guys. So, you guys, thanks for joining us tonight, and thanks, Lynn. You guys, Thank I've had you. a great time. I know it's been a while, so we'll catch up. We'll have more shows coming up, and we're going to do some great things. Um, so stay tuned with us, you guys. All right, until next time, you guys, blue skies and green lights. Thanks again, Lynn. I'm glad you came on. Thank you. So glad. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye.